1: Uh, for new people, I'm a Dharma teacher at Ancient Gate. Uh, most of you know Paul Disco, uh, but for new people, thank you Paul Disco is our Sado teacher, which in the monastery means re- uh, resident visiting teacher. Uh, so he's uh, with us very regularly, but he's going to speak today, and I'm very happy of that. Paul is, um, was it, direct disciple of Shunryu Suzuki Roshi and uh, spent um, many years in Japan studying uh, temple architecture and temple design. Uh, um, Has since he returned to America uh, been uh, um, uh, built and designed many temples and uh, Japanese style structures uh, through Europe and the United States, so I'm very happy to have uh, Zeng Yu speaking today. Thank you, Paul.
2: Good morning, and thank you very much. Um, I would like to uh, share with you some of my some of my personal feelings about uh, Buddhism and the state of the world, um, and how how I came to. How I came to the understanding that I that I currently hold, um, I was raised in the uh, in in the Church of Marxism, and at a fairly early age, early teens, I realized the materiality of it was not satisfying, and that it that and that it had an explanation for everything and explained nothing. Um, and I started looking for some other way of looking at the world. And I came across, uh, since I was, my grandfather was, my grandfather was was a, he was a Maoist, actually, is what he was. And he read to me the selected works of Mao Zedong, his bedside reading as a, as a young child. Anyway, so I had had an interest in China. And I started looking there for uh, for some kind of, some kind of, Teaching to uh, to to put things in perspective, and I came across some Taoist teachings, um, and one of them that was that that affected me profoundly was the story of the. They say they say in the story of the old man, but you know, now that I'm an old man, I don't want to use that terminology. But um, anyway, a a man that was farming in a in a fairly arid part of china and he in order to water his plants he had dug a deep hole in the ground with a rampway walking down a spiral rampway going down to the water at the bottom of the hole and he would walk down to the bottom of the hole and fill a bucket and then walk back up and water his plants and he did this day in day after day and at one point a young person came by on a horse all full of pep and energy and, and, and vigorous vigorous uh, uh, pursuit of, of, of happiness and said said I can show you a much better way to bring that water up. I can make that water come running up out of the hole without you having to go down there. I can show you a way to, to make it just spring up to the surface. And the old man said, oh, that's interesting and and so the young man set about, got some pieces of wood and some rope, and he made a well sweep. I don't know whether you know what a well sweep is, but it's basically a, a teeter totter, a pole that dips down and it fills the bucket, the, and the, water, the bucket goes into the water, and then it swings back up again, and the bucket swings back on the rope tube to, to the person that's, that's balancing the teeter totter, making the, the balance go up and down. So you can stand there and just push, either push down or let up on the balance, and the water comes up to you. Which is which is a piece of technology that's um, I think nowadays we would call it a it would it would even be considered a primitive and and certainly appropriate. Um and the old man thanked the old man thanked the young the young man for the for his for his for his knowledge, for his passing on of his knowledge. And the old man rode off happily into the into the distance thinking that he'd done a great service. And the old man picked up his bucket and walked to the bottom of the well. So, so that 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 question, that question has always been very important to me. So, the nature of progress. What what is progress? what does what what progress uh, do for us? And progress is pretty much a new concept, new in the sense of of the last several hundred years, when when this. When this, this the so called enlightenment occurred in Europe, and the idea of enlightenment is it's, it's knowledge, This knowledge of how things work, knowledge of of the way the world works. Um, um, knowledge is power. Knowledge will set you free. Um, the uh, the whole the whole concept that that we can improve our lot in life. By knowing how to, starting with a simple well sweep, but how to make how to make uh, uh, make our life easier and more convenient and and safer and all those good things that we're promised through this progress of yearly progress, and the idea that things happen in this world that are unexplainable and that are mysterious and hap- and. And can't not be put into words is then labeled superstition and 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 restricting and old old fashioned. Anyway, we don't we don't believe in leprechauns anymore. A lot, at least most, a lot of us don't. There are still a, lot, a large part of the population that still is holding to the old ways, but but the mass media and the and the above ground culture. Um, does not hold on to things that can't be seen. I was quite I was quite, and uh, happy to see that one of the, the latest New Yorker articles is all about unidentified flying objects. And we are finally coming across, finally coming across in this age to saying that there's something going on there and we should look at, we should not just push it away for so long because it was unidentified. It didn't exist. You can't, you can't, Identify it, enumerate it, reproduce it. It doesn't exist, and that's that's the nature of of the of the enlightenment, the mechanical enlightenment, the enlightenment of the the latest centuries. So it's the enlightenment of breaking things into little pieces. We divvy things up, give them names. Never, this is this kind of tree is related to that kind of tree it's, it has this kind of relatives and it came came from this source it has leaves like this and it grows like that and it has they all have names and the different parts all have names where the where the the other the 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 spiritual enlightenment sees things as a whole sees things as one one as as one piece undifferentiated and 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 not uh, with no beginning and no end, so there's a very different very different concept of enlightenment, <clears throat> but we are very much as students of Buddhism, we are supposedly interested in the in the so-called holistic enlightenment um that that is that is uh what we give what we give lip service to and what we we talk about. But we have been living in this world of of progress and and um, mechanical material enlightenment for so long that we are we are it's virtually impossible not to get caught up in it, not to get caught up in thinking that that there's those that that other school that other the old the old school is is, is the superstition and 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 um, imagination, and the, this new school is freedom and light. Um, and even though many of us know better and know that there's great problems, we still we still find it hard not to cling to the idea that that um, that the, that we can improve. And especially when it comes to the concept of suffering, suffering is a very, is the first noble truth in Buddhism, that's a very prominent part of our life. And um, I was quite pleased to come by, to to see it come by a book called, uh, um, I sometimes make the mistake of calling it, uh, Dogen Zenji Reads Hegel in Siberia and Bursts into Tears. But the true title of the book is Dostoevsky reads Hegel in Siberia and bursts into tears. Anyway, Dostoevsky as a young man was sent to Siberia, four years of forced labor uh, in, uh, in, in, in a distant part, of, distant part of Russia, far from a part of Russia that was not even considered, was not considered Europe, not considered part of Russia even. And and then, after he was had four years of, of basic slavery, he was uh, an indentured servant in the administration there for a number of years afterwards. Before he was allowed to return to to um, European European Russia, um, he was convicted of a political crime and sentenced to death. So he was lucky to have had the the experience he did, and and. Anyway, his experience of suffering in that in that in that forced labor camp um, for him was very liberating, and he he understood the the what it means, how to deal with sufferings, which is which is our second noble truth, is how to deal how to deal with suffering. What what do we what do we how do we come to terms with suffering?
3: Um, Which
2: we still, which still is still is a, a question for us all. <clears throat> anyway, his his understanding of how to deal with suffering was is, is very similar to to the to, to Buddha's way of understanding how to deal with suffering. Now, or for that matter, and for and for Dostoevsky being a Christian, it was the suffering of Christ that he found us uh, found us. The meaning in <clears throat> we we have we have the, the understanding of us us Buddhists have the understanding of emptiness as a of non-abiding nature, um, which where that we can understand the, the 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 essence of of suffering. <clears throat> anyway, it's. It's been my it's been my life struggle to deal with how to deal with these two forms of enlightenment, because the one form one one the 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 so called religious view is often used to oppress and to and to and to subjugate and to um, segregate and 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 keep people uh, keep people in a state of, of servitude. As well as as well as bringing them in interior interior uh, salvation and, and and understanding, and the and the mechanical the mechanical enlightenment the the enlightenment of the industrial age, um, despite its many problems, is still welcomed by by almost all of us. the the Chinese the Chinese in the fourteen uh, hundreds. Um on the verge of of the verge on the verge of European uh, expo- exploration, at the same time as the Europeans were getting ready to explore the world and the beginning of the of the of the enlightened of the enlightenment um, set out a vast fleet of ships that, that sailed around the world and 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 on a scale on a scale almost they were almost as big as modern day freighters. They were gigantic ships with many compartments and and hundreds of people on them and and they sailed almost almost everywhere around the world into the Atlantic. At least that's the supposition. But the but the and they and explored and, and brought back uh, many products, many unknown objects from around the world. But when they came back, they also brought back the plague with them. Just like we have, because we now can travel around the world, and we bring back this pandemic that we're suffering from currently, because we all interchange so quickly with each other from place to place. And the the Chinese government at the time, the, the emperors, the imperial government, decided that it was, that that kind of knowledge, the knowledge of the world, knowledge of gaining, getting all that outside information was was not good for the, for the nation and they shut it down and they destroyed all the ships and burned all the records and, and turned back inwards again <clears throat> so the, the, oh, the question has always been to be how do you balance how do you balance out that harmony harmony with what is and, and, and how to make things how to fix things that are broken how to fix things or to make things work better
3: um we seem to they seem to have the ability in this culture the western culture
2: to solve problems solve problems in a way that are beneficial to humanity and then race right by it and turn it into something that is destructive for for humanity one of the great the great um the, the great examples of that, that in my in my interest in my life and the things of it is, is, was sailing ships. The, the, the clipper ship that was developed in the, 18, the late eighteen hundreds was this incredible machine of wind and water that was very quick and fast and seaworthy and and useful, um, and made and and made very. It was very ecological, highly ecological, in the sense that it made no there was no pollution no nobody had to go down on the ground and dig coal to run it and nobody uh, there was no smoke or no fumes from it um, It was run by human beings whose lives were a little tenuous, but um that's a sociological problem but it but within twenty years of a of mastery, a mastery the art of sale. Within 20 years, the steam engine overpowered it and they were scrapped and done and away with. And we moved on to the age of steam, which means coal, which means combustion, which means CO2, which means global warming. And we're on, and we launched into the whole uh, combustion age of, of burning of burning fossil fuels to give us energy to do what we want, because. We wanted to be in control. We didn't want the wind to tell us where we could go and how we could go and when we could go. We wanted to be, as humans, we wanted to kick the the, the gods the gods of wind off the throne of and and put ourselves there and determine ourselves which way which way the wind blows. So we have done this consistently, and um, much and much to our enjoyment and our detriment. One of the ones that I most, that I most, that I feel really t- currently irate about is this whole thing of recycling. We have, we, we, we've come with this, we've come with this way of, of, of um, manufacturing and distributing uh, food, and we need some way to, to keep it. So we can't, we, we develop this, the, the use of plastic. Coming out of petroleum, and since we each one individually want to have our own stamp on our own product and make it our own, our own bottle, our own jar, our own container with uh, with our own its insignia on it, we all have a different we all have a different kind of packaging, and it's um, and it's one it's one use packaging. You use it and throw it away. If, if simply, simply the simple matter of making. All manufacturers have to take back their containers and reuse them, like the milk bottles of old, would change all that and we would we would not have this 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 tide of plastic filling our oceans and our and our landfills and our and our lungs and our our waters uh, that we have today but but because we are into the individual rather than the the whole, the group we we allow, we allow this this we allow this 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 plague to be foist, foisted upon us even though it's been very
3: easy to stop we are we are experiencing experiencing the
2: uh are experiencing that the 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 exposure of a long 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 term um, systemic racism in this country and we some of us some of us are shocked some of us are some of us that voted for donald trump are shocked are pushing back against it and 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 feeling that uh, they're being that it's an imposition on us to to, to, cons- to be considering this problem and some of us feel that it's um Something that that needs to be dealt with, high time to be to deal with, and to be dealt with in some way that that we that we don't know, we don't we don't we don't have an answer for it. We have an answer for. We have to you know stop treating people badly, but but you know if if it it seems to me it'd be so simple to, to to go a long ways if we just had reparations and that if. All black colleges were tuition free, and that and that banks made special loans for 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 black people, for African Americans, and that there was given certain considerations to compensate for the fact that they've been pushed down for so long. Um, it seems that, that very quickly that could be that could be overcome. Um, certainly not in the minds of those that are already already. Tainted with racism, but certainly in a new generation following following uh, in the future. It's been proven psychologically or sociologically that it's almost impossible to, to get people to stop being prejudiced, but it is possible to get them to act right, even if they are prejudiced. Mm. Whether it's whether it's a good idea for Africans, Americans to join to join the burning house of white bourgeois morality is another question, which I won't get into now but that's my own personal problem anyway um this question of whether of whether of whether to try to do a progress or acceptance acceptance and progress is a major issue a major issue especially for us now considering that um global warming that our, our our manipulating of the of the universe are playing God has brought on global warming it's brought on nuclear war the potential of nuclear war is brought on um, a pandemic uh, by, by spreading disease around the, around the world um, uh, it's also solving some of these problems as well but it's solving them in a very strange way, because we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, taking care of, of certain, certain a certain class of people that are that are terminally ill, and at the same time, people that are have a treatable illness, that don't have access to money and prestige, are left to, to die even though their illness is treatable. And we don't seem to think there's anything strange about that. I don't quite understand that, but that seems to be the way we do it. So the progress, progress is a very squishy, very, very hard to, to, to put your finger on. We have this, they have this expression that, that the truth will make you free, that, 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 that you know, that's sort of repeated on in one form or another on and on. And from a Buddhist point of view, of course, that if you have if you know what the truth is you're obviously deeply deluded
3: <clears throat> the the
2: for us as Buddhists the question is how to deal with this this these two these two how to deal with these two the many and the one as again Joe Cohen says we we need to we, we need to work on. Jumping clear of the many and the one. If we cling to either one, if we cling to purely a spiritual understanding, we we, we are we have, there's a problem. And if we cling to progress and, and, and a material answer to, to our problems, uh there's 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 a difficulty. So we we in our in our meditation and in our study and in our st- uh, attention, attention to, to the details of life need to find the appropriate response that, that cuts between these two kinds of enlightenment. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much, Paul. Um, you've presented a deep problem in our situation. What does progress mean? What does wholeness mean? Um, so we have time for discussion questions for Paul or comments or responses. Uh, David Ray, would you please help me call on people? Uh, if you are not visible on the screen, you can go to the participants window on the bottom and um, raise your hand. And Xing Yu is uh, for a first up.
0: Uh, Thank you so much, Paul. I really appreciate what you uh, shared today because it's been on my mind a lot as well about how we can, like what has material enlightenment brings to the society, like historically and currently. And um, not so much of a question, but I would be really interested in your comments in the sense that, um, I feel that, personally, maybe, like, the understand of oneness, like, through the form of maybe sitting zazen, or, um, uh, or, I don't know, contemplation, perhaps, uh, could help us inform, or keep us in check of why we want certain progress materially, and, um, like to help us understand the intention we have uh and um and yeah to so just in general help us be aware of what we are doing and why we are doing certain things to make ourselves better materially and um yeah so so i guess maybe there is a question like how do you think that like your perhaps your personal spiritual practice or enlightenment helps you with um with a
3: certain aspect of material enlightenment in your life <laughs> thank you um
2: everybody everybody has their own their own their own they're coming from their own karmic background their own needs and and weaknesses and 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 loves um, we all have our own our own uh, areas of, that are that are the of higher of higher importance than others some people are drawn to to certain things and some people aren't um so there's no there's no universal answer to to this, except, except the idea that in, in meditation in meditation, um, uh, uh in meditation, understanding reveals itself. Um, so, so the, 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 the mind of not knowing the mind of, of being open, the mind of, 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 not taking not taking the obvious for granted or the obvious in the sense of the surrounding obvious for granted is 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 the is the big mind that helps us know how to traverse this 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 territory um and it's very difficult because we are constantly surrounded by the by propaganda for buy more do more go more be famous be 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 popular be be rich um you know, it's it's hard to hard to talk hard to uh, hard to talk against those those things because that's that's the that's the popular that's the popular norm. You know, it, um, I'm constantly surprised by people that are young people that are really avant garde and and really trying to, to solve the problems of the world and are really really. Trying really hard, and you show them something that you're working on that would make life better from a holistic point of view, and they say, "Oh, this is great! Can we scale it up?" You know, they, they don't want to just do it; they want to like scale it up and turn it into something that they can then sell to a corporation and move on. Anyway, um, it's just in the air. It's just the, it's the air we breathe. It's 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 the uh, the, the the gestalt of the time. Um, it's just really hard not to get caught up in progress, uh, and and in wealth and fame, and and uh, um, it's 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 really difficult. My my own personal practice is is not wasting. I find that satisfying and useful to to take responsibility for everything that comes my way, whether it's an apple or a plastic wrapper or. Or a piece of newspaper, or or a great book, um, or a, or a, a piece of art, um, to treat them all as to treat them all, take care of them all equally. Um, that's just my own personal way of of dealing with it. I think I think that you know the the, the 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 wasting is the backside of materialism because you have in order to get buy more stuff you have to throw something away to make room for it. And um, that's just my own personal way of, of of dealing with it. But everybody 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 knows everybody knows what's important to them and what what is the what is the point of, of practice for them. Um,
3: it's, it's different for all of us.
0: Um, to follow up on that, I I definitely resonate with the picture of young people that you were talking about because uh, I'm personally really interested in technology and everything. And there is uh, definitely this aspect of me that's interested in material progress. And um, I guess... But but I don't think there is a necessity to um to completely shut down um one's will and drive to seek for material progress, but maybe to try not to caught up by it. Um is that what you're is that a right attitude or is that <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: It, well, yes, you're a very good example of what I'm talking about. You're, you obviously are not a sinister or or or, or excessively uh, uh, greedy or hateful person, and uh, maybe a little bit deluded in the idea that progress will make you make you happy. But um, it's we, we we all are we, we all are caught by the moment. I mean, technology is the moment and we all are caught by the concept of happiness. I mean, certainly in this culture, happiness is held out as something uh, worth striving for. Um, uh, It's, it's, but you have to look at the bigger picture and see what, what suffering that happiness brings on and what, and what destruction that progress uh, leaves in its trail. Um, if we go, if you take it to an extreme, you know, we can make human beings. We don't have to mess around with this kind of stuff like procreation of, you know, two human beings getting together and making a baby. We can make much better babies, in the, you know, with technology. So um, where do you, where do you draw the line, you know, and how do you, How do you draw the line and can you draw the line? For so far, it's been impossible for us to not let technology run away with this.
3: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying I'm a deluded person. (laughs) Dylan's hand is up. Dylan? Good morning, thank you. Morning. Um, I'm wondering, do you know where wind comes from?
2: Do I know where wind comes from? Yeah, the wind comes from the sun, like everything else.
4: Oh, okay. How does that work?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, this is basic. Basic. I mean, the sun heats up air, and the air gets lighter, and it rises, and draws in cold air, and it makes wind.
4: Okay, cool, I didn't
2: know. Thank you. Yeah, the sun the sun is is our is our if you want to put somebody on the throne, the sun would be a good person to put on the throne because everything everything comes from the sun
3: Thank
5: you, thank you very much for your talk. There's a phrase that you use that uh, that I'd like to hear more about. You said, uh, I think you said the burning house of white bourgeois morality. And I could think of various things that you might have, you know, that you might have had in mind, like hypocrisy or that it's based on oppression or, you know, supports. But, but, but I'd, I'd love to hear more about what, what your thoughts are about, that, that, about that, that's,
2: that. That's a quote from Langston Hughes.
5: And I'd like to hear what, 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 it, what it means to you, what that quote means to you.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I grew up in a biracial family, and so I saw I saw how African Americans dealt with living in this culture, and and of course it's as many ways as there are people, but there was always a, an effort, always a a push to like become. Part of the mainstream of, of 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 affluent American culture, which is which is white culture, and uh, uh, seeing the seeing the same things myself, I have run the other way from it. I've I've tried to avoid. I have tried to avoid um, um, shoes and watches and neckties and those kind of things myself personally, but um, and I and but but there's there's a great pull and there's an understandable pull to want to join the the, the to want to join the 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 predominant culture or the or the the culture of power. Um, and I think that it's probably quite self destructive, but
3: um, that's not for me to say. Thank you. And I see Patrick's hand.
4: Thank you so much for your talk. Um, Could you, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts more on progress versus like materialism. Um, Because I I hear what you're saying is um, from your story with the the well. Um, But I'm Interested to hear if there's like a a difference between progress versus materialism, at least in today's um, age, from your perspective. I, I'm,
2: I'm using those two terms pretty much interchangeably. I mean one is one is the one is the the child of the other. Um, progress being progress doesn't mean spiritual progress. When the people say progress, that means material progress. It means making making a better making a better a better whatever, you know, making a better watch, making a better car, making a better a better mousetrap. It's making something better and then and so that the material world, so that our material world uh will function, supposedly function better, or certainly so we have something to sell. Um. It's it's but 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 even but even even the even the communist socialist communist countries who were not who were were not into selling merchandise were still a very materialist. They were trying to solve the, the world on a material plane and leaving the sociological spiritual plane behind and thinking that it was you know. Um, uh, the corrupt and and uh, superstitious and and uh out of date and and you can't you can't do that you can't human beings are not machines you can't human beings have have a vast life that, that transcends the material plane and if you ignore that either either through either through a planned economy or through a capitalist economy you uh, you create great havoc um so progress does not mean spiritual progress, which might be a good idea. I don't know whether it's a possible such thing, but, but, but progress means material progress where you have, where you have more, more things, more, more you're trying to, I mean, basically we're all trying to deal with suffering. We, and, and we even those that are, have a karmically easy life and live easily and are, and are part of the dominant ruling class um, still die. So no matter how fortunate you are you're still going to die you you have to we all have to deal with that so um trying to cover up that that suffering with with objects um is is the is part of the current is part of this current enlightenment of of of, of things of material as a way to, as a way to, material is a way to happiness more more is more. More things means uh, means means uh, uh, a happier life, I, supposedly. Thank you.
1: Again, thank you, thank you for your talk, uh, Paul. Um, the whole idea of progress. Uh, just have a few thoughts about, uh, and and I think it. It is a problem, this idea of progress, in all the ways you've talked about. Um, It's a problem sometimes for um, spiritual folks, too, because we think we need to make, you know, spiritual progress and get higher and get more and more and more enlightened or whatever that is. And so uh, I think we're all caught by this idea of progress. It's so predominant in our culture, um, as opposed to an idea of harmony and wholeness and Cooperation and collaboration, um, which might be a different kind of progress. Um, uh, another take on pro- on pro- progress in terms of our history that I was exposed to recently. Um, so you mentioned racism and how that is aff- affects all of us right now, uh, and how there's this you know there's this reckoning now supposedly of looking at. You know the history of lynching that continues in mass incarceration, um, so I want to mention a documentary that I've just seen—a four-part documentary that's on demand called "Exterminate All the Brutes" by Ral Peck, who did the is a Haitian film director who did the movie about James Baldwin. Uh, I'm not your Negro. Anyway, his his uh, his sense of the the history of progress in the uh, in our world, in the Western world, is that starting with the Crusades, European people have, uh, you know, they decided they discovered America <laughs> uh, without, with, while, while ignoring all the Native Americans and proceeded to do all they could to commit Jewish genocide and, uh, against Native Americans. Uh, they, they invaded Africa and took all the resources. Anyway, that's us, of course, white people. Um, so uh, in terms of reckoning with progress, uh, so he's, so this, this film director shows how this idea of progress is, uh, that we have is correlated with mass genocide of people who are not like us. Uh, so um, there's lots of ways in which the idea of progress is um, harmful, harmful. And yet, of course, we all you know benefit from here we are talking on zoom and on a you know, on a computer screen and so it's it's uh, tricky. how do we reckon with you know your idea of reparations some in some forms makes sense um, so uh i I appreciate your talking about these two enlightenments this the enlightenment of uh Asian spirituality, in our case, Buddhism, and seeing the wholeness of all things, not being caught in the many or the one. How do we integrate our experience of awakening or wholeness with the problems of the world? And on the other, other side, the European enlightenment of science. And if we just have more science, we'll understand everything and take care of everything. So anyway, I wonder if you have any comments on any of that, Paul.
2: Well, my, my main comment is that um, enlightenment starts at home and that we need to deal with our own understanding, our own understanding of the nature of the universe uh, before we can do anything for the uh, the rest of the universe because the rest of the universe is not separate from us. So, So there's a tendency to want to like, go out in the backyard and and plant a tree and think that we're saving saving the world where we need to sit down and look inside of our of our mind and plant the tree there. Um it's it's hard. We all have things that we would like to see better. Um we all have things that we think are 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 mm, improper. But until we are free, till we are free ourselves from our own prejudices and and likes and dislikes, um, and are no longer grasping things, killing things by grasping them too hard, or allowing weeds to grow by turning them too loose. As uh, as, as long as we are not, uh, until we until we come to terms with those two uh, uh, concepts. Um, it's hard for us to do anything for, for the, for the rest of the world.
3: Thank you. Uh, Emily has her hand
6: up. Hi. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, thank you so much for your talk, Paul. Um, one thing that I, I was thinking about as you were speaking was, um, I've I've been uh, reading this book. It was came out a while ago, but it's the women who run with the wolves. Um, it's, it's a very interesting book by a Jungian uh, psychologist. But one thing she talks about is the number of things, both psychologically and um, kind of external forces that can impede your own kind of relationship with your natural intuition and um, your, your kind of creative practice and any kind of, uh, spiritual or, you know, meditative practice. Um, and I'm, I'm just very curious as, um, somebody who, who, you know, has a lifelong creative practice, um, like how you have been able to navigate this, Tension between these two types of of enlightenment and and um, and still like maintain a connection with like you know um, your your creative practice and also potentially like deal with any kind of materialism that comes from you know uh, from a practice like that.
2: Um, yes, and I think that's a very important thing to to keep in mind that that um that there was a period a few years back where all of the were not all of but many of the young people that i knew were having babies and and they would and i got them to send me pictures that on my office wall i put up like maybe a, a dozen baby pictures you know newly born newborns and and you can see it's just so clear that these newborns are coming into this world with some knowledge with some there's there's they're they're not they're not blank slates they're coming in with some with, with some karmic karmic energy and and it's all different and and it's so as it's, and and the younger you get them the more powerful is it, it's i mean it, it starts to wear off quite quickly or starts to be hidden quite quickly and so we all have we all have this karmic tail that that we that we enter this world with and and um it's this tail is, is is very is very powerful, and I don't think that I don't think that you ever you ever get rid of it. That's there's a there's a, a co on a case. I think is in a Blue Cliff Records. So I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the scholar. The tyian is maybe he knows where it comes from. About the ox that can jump through the window, but the tail can't can't go through. So so you know the ox is that is 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 our is our human existence and and the window in this case is enlightenment but but the tail the the tail there's there's always part of it that's going to be that's going to be left outside um uh it's just it's just the nature of existence and i i have a number of karmic things that, that have influenced me that i haven't i've had anyway that have that, that have influenced me and beyond by, you know, I, by by particular study and my and that that uh, in, have influenced influenced my life that are just uh, just the way it is and just can't you know <laughs> it's a, you know it's it's, it's like a, it's easier if it's a physical deformity you can sort of see it and say oh yeah look at there you know, he always got a short leg or you know, he's going' is. Only one arm, or something. It you know, it makes it makes it makes it easier to identify. But we all have some deformity, some some anomaly that that often is not visible that uh, shapes our our life and that we have to that we have to take into account in our in our in our practice and in our and in our growth. So it's not surprising that that there's 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 things, but there are things that are picked up by the culture that we that were picked up. Just like a child coming into this world, is soon soon socialized to to conform to the the current social understanding, and, and that is something that we can we can free ourselves from. It's not difficult, it's difficult, and it's not complete, but it is possible through through uh, uh, practice and especially intense practice. You you have to, I think, like Dostoevsky was three years of imprisonment and hard labor in Siberia. Did it for him, and and four years at Tassajara helped helped me make that make make that change. But um, um, it's hard without without a teacher or without a, without a a, a a formal practice. It's hard not it's hard to not be caught by all of this baggage that we carry with us.
3: thank you uh
0: i want to ask an, another question and um the conversation just now um got me thinking about um uh, effort um so in buddhist practice we have the notion of right efforts and then I mean, in the pursuit of material enlightenment or personal wealth, or um, yeah, or or I don't know, material prosperity. There is also, I mean, the current society also vouched for this notion of great efforts. And um, I'm curious about what do you think is the relationship? Mm. Maybe difference or similarity between these two efforts.
2: I'm not sure I understand your question. I'm sorry, but between which two efforts—the um, effort for material, for material understanding, the material and spiritual understanding?
0: Yeah, yeah. The perhaps the right effort in Buddhism, and also and versus the efforts towards. Wealth and uh, material prosperity.
2: Well, it, well, it, you know, it, in Tibetan Buddhism, they make, they make a great and in and then you know, it's, it's called the skillful, skillful means from the from the Lotus Sutra, and the Tibetan Buddhism, they make a lot of they make a lot of use of it. Of, and so you find in Tibetan Buddhism, you find a lot of lawyers and uh, and entrepreneurs studying Tibetan Buddhism because they think they can use it to make themselves smarter and stronger and and wealthier. Um, and the idea is that if you take that if you take that that self-centered energy, that self-centered energy to to progress into and and, and 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 channel it into spiritual practice, um, uh, that then the spiritual practice will take over and the material the material grasping will will will, will fade away. Whether that's whether that works or not, I don't know. But that's 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 you know, that's a big part of Tibetan teaching. Um, you know, that's, that's there the are many Tibetan stories about you know the archer that wants to be the best of the world, or the or the, this or the, that. And then they said, "Well, just you know, do ten thousand prostrations and sit in this cave and eat nettles for ten years, and you'll be able to do magical things." Um, and then of course, after all, after doing the spiritual practice, they don't care anything about the material world. So, it's it, it can be used as it can be used as an energy that way, and and you have to have some you have to have some burning you have to have some burning desire you have to have a developed way seeking mind to persevere, and there has to be something pushing you. Uh, some people, some people, it happens to them you know, inadvertently, I mean, like like being thrown in jail. But uh uh but it's because but it's usually be, they usually end up in jail because they were they had someone some question they were trying to answer, like why is the world so unjust or why am I poor and they're rich or whatever. Uh that was that was a burning question for them. So you you need to have you need to have some you need to have some some egotistic desires to, in order to make spiritual progress as well as material progress.
4: Brian. Yes, thank you. Um, Can you hear me okay now? Yes. Good. Um, A moment ago you um, jumped from uh, Dostoevsky's four years in uh enslavement in siberia to f- four years in a monastery in at Tassahara, <laughs> and i it, it made me um think a little bit about how often we talk about uh our effort in spiritual practice um in zazen and in study and um yet those two instances are life experiences and i wonder if you might say something about the role of um life experience especially difficult ones you you mentioned prison a long ago uh in terms of um i don't know the development of awakening or how awakening happens through life experience
2: well the main the main difference between prison and 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 a monastery is that the prison is there to crush your soul and the monastery is there is to is to nurture your soul so they're they're they may be similar on the on the outside, but they're they're a little different on the inside. And the people that find find spiritual enlightenment through prison are um, are I don't know I don't I have no idea how many there are, but it, it does happen, and um, um, and they're not all gifted. Writers that express themselves about it afterwards. I mean, has did that before he wrote all his great books. So his his, his experience there was what is what, and his reading of Hegel and studying of Hegel while in Siberia was uh, all happened uh, before he started writing all of his major pieces. Um, but it's 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 very difficult for. It's very difficult without some. We 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 were so headstrong and we're so full of ourselves and we're so convinced that we're right and we and we so. And we're so um, um, caught in our in our in our ways and our of seeing things. If there's not if something doesn't jolt us out of that, and into a new realm, it's just really hard to have it, to see the world differently. It's just we 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 get we get very. Even if it's negatively, we're still we get very caught up in our way of seeing things, and without some some uh, external force, without some uh, occurrence that 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 shocks us out of our out of our set of our set minds, our mindset it's difficult to. That uh, it was difficult to make to to make some breakthrough that that's that's my own that's my personal experience um and it's been and it's the and it's the uh it's the teaching of you know it's the teaching of our school of buddhism also um uh anyway it's it's um as, as anyway, whats what is what I've come to understand from my from my studies but that we need that you need to have some you need to have some way where your what you think you want is not always is is not always is questioned just,
4: just to follow up quickly are are you talking about um suffering
2: well I, I, it's, it's that's suffering you know uh samsara and nirvana are one so you you have to be careful about talking about suffering because um suffering is enlightenment uh that's not we're not we're not you know the the big mind and the small mind are the same as what says but the big mind's different <laughs> anyway um uh, there's something needs something needs something mostly what it is is you need to be directed you need to to be you need to have some barrier some barrier there that you have to climb over go around uh find a new way of looking at uh your, your 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 uh perpetual way of looking at things you need to come up with some sort of a roadblock that says Uh, that maybe just can't go there now. Try another way, try something, look look at it differently. Look look at it from over here for a change. And it's hard to do that on your own, and it's hard to do that just reading a book. It's you you need a a social environment or a teacher or some, or a, or you know, fall to the bottom of a well. I mean, you need something
3: to happen that will make you look at the world differently.
1: So, uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, and, and I would say that uh, teachers practice zazen, but also life circumstances can provide that. Um, then, how do we proceed? Uh, not progress, but proceed. Um,
2: uh, yes, many so, people find like uh, a sick child I, is is a great teacher. Uh, There's many many teachers in this world.
1: Yes. Other comments, questions, responses for Paul? Um, we have a little bit of time, if, if there's anyone else. Well, thank you very much, Paul, um, for a very provocative uh, talk. Lots to consider and sit with Uh, david if would you please uh give us our closing yes and then we'll have announcements
5: yes i'll do that so uh first i will make sure that everyone is muted and then i'll share the screen we'll chant the uh repentance verse three times before we chant the metta sutta let's see here And the verse All my ancient twisted karma from beginningless greed, hate, and illusion, born through body, speech, and mind, I now fully avow. All my ancient twisted karma from beginningless greed, hate, and delusion. Meta This is what should be accomplished by the one who is wise, who seeks the good and has obtained peace. Let one be strenuous, upright and sincere, without pride, easily contented and joyous. Let one not be submerged by the things of the world. Let one not take upon oneself the burden of riches. Let one's senses be controlled. Let one be wise but not puffed up, and let one not desire great possessions even for one's family. Let one do nothing that is mean or that the wise would reprove. May all beings be happy, may they be joyous and live in safety. All living beings, whether weak or strong, in high or middle or low realms of existence, small or great visible or invisible near or far born or to be born may all beings be happy let no one deceive another nor despise any being in any state let none by anger or hatred wish harm to another even as a mother at the risk of her life watches over and protects her only child So with a boundless mind should one cherish all living things, suffusing love over the entire world, above, below, and all around without limit. So let one cultivate an infinite goodwill toward the whole world. Standing or walking, sitting or lying down, during all one's waking hours, let one practice the way with gratitude. Not holding to fixed views, endowed with insight, freed from sense appetites, one who achieves the way will be freed from the duality of birth
3: and death.